This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to share this with you because it's relevant to our discussion. I'd say maybe, I don't know, 10 times a year, maybe a little more, but I, I think around 10. My... I'm getting better with this before you reprimand me. It, it, I don't uh, want to discuss what I'm about to tell you. It's just to provide context for what we're going to talk about. About 10 times a year, I will have my checking account go into the negative. Maybe I'll have, you know, $4 in there and I'll spend $10 on something, and my balance will go to negative $5. Well, you know what happens if you've been in this position. You get whacked with an overdraft fee. And I'm afraid to look at how much I have actually spent in overdraft fees because it would just it would just drive me crazy. And wow. I, I want to be able to plead, you know, ignorance to my wife if she asked me. It's either $30 or $40 when I get whacked with this overdraft fee. So think about that. I mean, there have been instances, last year, for instance, I probably spent $300 because my bank account dipped into the negative. So you basically have a situation where, let's say I'm buying $10 worth of pizza and my penalty for trying to do that is I get whacked with a thirty or forty dollar overdraft fee. <laughs> well, I absolutely love what the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is proposing. This week, the CFPB is proposing rules 
that further rein in banks' ability to charge customers a fee when they overdraw their bank account. I mean, you think about it. Why should a $3 cup of coffee cost someone $40? The banking industry is gearing up to fight back with a multi-million dollar marketing and lobbying campaign. And we know how receptive those on Capitol Hill are to a good lobbying campaign. So banks have drastically cut back on overdraft fees in the past decade, but the nation's biggest banks still take in roughly $8 billion, $8 billion with a B, in overdraft fees every year. I mean, this is according to public record. So the Biden administration, and God bless them if they can do this, has placed overdraft fees at the center of a campaign against what it calls junk fees. And they've directed government regulators, including the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and the Federal Trade Commission to do whatever is in their power to further curtail the practice. So banks charge a customer an overdraft fee if their bank account balance falls below zero. And it started off, overdraft started off as a courtesy offered to some customers, but the popularity of debit cards beginning in the 90s led to Americans racking up tens of billions of dollars in overdraft fees. So, I mean, everybody recognized the absurdity in char- in bilking these people because they dipped one cent below zero. So a lot of the banks caved to popular pressure and political pressure, and some of them have added safeguards to customers' account to allow them to bring the balance back into positive territory before they incur a fee. I don't think my bank offers that, although I have to ask them. At some banks, it's as high as $39. I think that's mine. Bank of America, which was once considered by industry critics to be the biggest abuser of overdraft fees, They cut their fee from $35 to $10 two years ago, and they say the revenue from overdraft fees is less than 10% of what it had been. See, I didn't know that Bank of America was now down to only $10. I may have to switch to Bank of America. I like a small bank, but, you know, the problem with a small bank is you get walloped with these ATM fees if you ever want access to your cash. And I always justify it to myself and saying, oh, I'm supporting the community. I'm supporting the community. But if they're going to kill me with overdraft fees and ATM fees, what am I doing? So the largest banks, they've also curtailed their collection of fees for not sufficient funds. And in that case, the bank charges customer a customer a fee for not having the funds to cover a charge. But they also deny the transaction. That's it's basically a bounced check fee. Now, think about that, okay? For the privilege of your check bouncing, they charge you $40. I could understand if they covered the check, maybe they charge you for that courtesy. But how does that make sense? It's not bad enough that they're declining the transaction? They have to give you the not sufficient fund fee as well? It makes no sense. What are they doing? What service are they providing? What man hours are they expending that justifies them charging anything for a bounce check? So according to Bankrate Research, 
Overdraft's fees are still charged on 91% of accounts surveyed, and they can run as high as $39. The average overdraft fee last year was uh, $26.61. Banking industry sources and consumer advocates both expect the CPFB's regulations to be focused on when overdrafts can be charged on a customer's account and how much banks can charge relative to the amount of risk a bank is taking on to cover a routine purchase. So there's one criticism of overdraft fee practices is that the cost to a bank to cover routine purchases is low. I mean, it's basically nothing. And say, and, and there's safeguards in place to stop customers from taking their accounts deep into the red. There was a report out last month that found a quarter of households making less than $65,000 frequently get hit with overdraft fees, meaning the families least able to afford the fees are often the ones incurring them most frequently. And not surprisingly, black and Latino households are more likely to overdraft than white households, according to the report. I think this is very difficult for banks to justify, particularly at the level of fees that are being charged. So while big banks have cut back on overdraft fees, smaller banks like mine have not. And a number of them heavily rely on these overdrafts to be profitable. So I guess that's going to be what they, the lobbyists and the people that are marketing this to the public sell us on. They say, well... If uh, XYZ Bank isn't able to charge overdraft fees, then goodbye XYZ Bank. You know XYZ Bank right on Main Street that sponsors the local Little League team, that supports local charities, that gives you a toaster when you open a bank account, that uh, your banker knows your name when you come in? They're going to be gone if the overdraft fee is gone. I think that is BS, okay? It's, It's Barbara Streisand. You know what? If you can't be profitable as a bank, then you shouldn't be in business. You shouldn't be bilking your own consumers. In fact, this is one of the areas, and we're going to do right around January 28th, we're going to do a whole hour on the post office. This is one of the things that I'd love to see the post office do. The post office used to offer postal savings accounts. There's no reason they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should be able to offer all sorts of services, including postal savings accounts. And then these banks, the reason they got away with it is because the reason they did away with it is because these banks went on the same sort of lobbying and PR campaign that you're about to see them go on with respect to these overdraft fees. I so applaud the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and the Biden administration for what they're doing here. Because I am a fierce critic of overdraft fees. Is it colored by my own perspective? Absolutely. But you know what? Everything else is too. And I just find it absurd that you get charged 30 or $40 for a $3 cup of coffee. And I hope that the big banks and the small banks and all their lobbyists and everybody who's cashing their checks without an overdraft fee, are not able to beat back what I think is a very sensible regulation. And I I don't know what they would limit 
the fee to the new overdraft fee limit, but it should be limited. You shouldn't be able to charge $40 as far as I'm concerned. This rule would require the nation's largest banks to apply longstanding consumer protections, including interest rate disclosures, to overdraft loans. So I guess maybe it would depend on what you have in your bank account generally. So I guess maybe it's a formula. It's not one specific number. But this proposed rule would require, oh, and it only affects very large financial institutions. So I guess that's how they're getting around it. So the um, current proposal, I'm looking at it, and you could read it on uh, consumerfinance.gov. The current proposal has benchmarks of $3, $6, $7, or $14, and they're seeking comment on the appropriate amount. I don't think any of those are unreasonable. I think 30 or $40 is absolutely unreasonable. What do you think? 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Let me begin with Lou on Long Island. Hi, Lou. Yes, Frank. Uh, besides the overdraft fee, I had to cancel a check uh, for you know, whatever reason, bad service that wasn't delivered. One phone call to cancel a check cost me $35. Whoa. Whoa. What did they do? What did they do for that $35? But <laughs> type into the computer and say, void the check. Void the check. It probably took a nanosecond. $35. That is a uh, that is a, a great point, and I think it's illustrative of kind of what I'm saying, what these banks do. Oh, it's just do. a ripoff. It's a, you know, they have you by the short hairs, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm not pleading poverty. I have a... Right, me neither. Uh, in my account, I have a, a good, a, a substantial amount, you know, in my view, you know, I don't know what you know, what people think is a substantial amount. But to me, it's enough. And the bank, you know, it's in my savings account. And who knows what they're doing that I get 0.01 cent interest on it. You know, I get nothing for it. Nothing to do as a customer. Yeah, Lou, we're in the same boat. And I think you kind of just made my point as to why I think these regulations are worth adopting. Lou, thank you. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222, uh, 800-848-9222. Joaquin is in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Hello, Joaquin. Hey, it's Frank, my brother. <laughs> Unfortunately, I kind of blew my, my load, and uh, now I'm in refractory mode because I have some funny stuff in line for you. But anyway, as far as this bank stuff goes, going back a number of years, because I am 64 years old, and so I open myself up to, uh, to well-deserved ridicule for saying that all the time. I must examine that. But anyway, many a number of years ago, I live in Pennsylvania in the Poconos. And when I opened up my bank account here, originally it was $5. Now I have $1,000 of overdraft protection. <clears throat> so in other words, I can... Right, I know, understand overdraft protection, sure. Yeah, but now, of course, everything that goes over that $1,000, you get nailed $35. So, it, you know, the next thing you know, it, it rolls on, and the next thing you know, you're looking at $350 of overdraft, you know, and particularly if you use your card for everything. Right, but right. I don't want to I, – I, I drive 40 miles each way to work, and I don't want to get stuck having to go to the gas station and have my card declined. Oh, no, I get it, of course. Uh, that's why overdraft protection exists. And, you know, get, getting back to the dog thing, 
Okay. Now, I don't have many neighbors around me, but you know, I have one next door, and I I've had many dogs in my life. Okay, and I had mostly German shepherds, and I have you know a two three quarter acre plot. Now, my German shepherds, I never used to have. I never had to actually put fences or anything to contain them. But I had this beautiful female German Shepherd, Julietta. And when you put me on, you should maybe play the DG song, Tragedy, because there's a tragedy behind the story. Anyway, uh, so uh, this dog, she would not wander off anywhere, but she used to go over to my neighbor's house. And my, my neighbor Florence would tell me that she would always take crap right next to her driver's side car door. Now, this is a public service message. One night, my daughter had an accident, and so we went to go deal with that situation. And we got home at about 1 o'clock in the morning. My wife walks in the door and screams. Now, Juliet was two years old. Juliet is dead. Oh, my. the door, and there was my Juliet. Now, this dog, every time I came home, she would pee herself because she was so excited. And uh, I could take this dog anywhere. I never needed a leash. I could take her anywhere. And she would just be right by my side, would perfectly listen to me. Anyway, she jammed her head into an empty Fritos or Doritos bag, a chip bag, to lick the thumbs out, and she suffocated on it. Oh! I took the bag off her head, and I was trying to administer CPR and to bring her back, but it was way too late. And that was such a heartbreak. Because oh, that's awful, the Joaquin. Dog I ever had in my life. Oh, yeah, this is uh, you are the most depressing caller that we have. I must say, I didn't think somebody could be more depressing than E. Frank on a regular basis. But we have found someone that makes E. Frank look like Captain Optimism. My goodness, every day is something. Oh, how horrible! Oh, jeez. 800 848 9222. Gene is in Manhattan. Hi, Gene. Hi. Hi there, Frank. I'm so glad that you finally got that interview with Tony Orlando on because you've been trying to do that, it seems to me, almost all week. And uh, he's my favorite music program of the week. And uh, to hear you and him talk together tonight or this morning. It's so great because you were both giving one another compliments because you both understand one another. And it, it made all the difference in the world to me to hear the two of you. Well, that is so kind of you, Gene. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And I hope you uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, dear. Take Bye-bye. care. 800-848-9222. Scrapper is in Connecticut, probably getting ready for the upcoming Tony Orlando concert there in March. Hi, Scrapper. Hi. You're you're right. But the problem lies most of the people don't complain to the bank. That's what we have big mouths for. We if everybody complained about these crooked banks robbing us, they would do something about it. Well, I mean the CFPP is trying to do something about it to their credit. I mean, the question is, are the banks going to be able to rig the game by spreading money around like politicians? Historically, especially if they need a bailout for something, historically they've had a pretty good record of getting what they want. We'll see what happens here, Scrapper. 800-848-9222. Glenn is in Westchester. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Frank. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to 
scare you or make you feel bad. Uh, but I had the same thing. Um, I had uh, these itches on my torso that I could not seem to get rid of. And uh, you need to go to see a dermatologist. And the, the hot shower thing is true, but that's just a, uh, a side thing. You, when, you, when you say a side thing, what do you mean a side thing? I mean, it, 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 what do they call it? Um, uh, well, it, it's something that is caused by maybe precancerous spots, and you won't oh, know it. You can't see it, uh, but the doctor can. And uh, it's easy to treat, uh, but you need to go. Uh, All I'm right. Telling- all right. Well, if it's still the case, um, come next week after some moisturizer and some psoriasis medication, I will, I will do uh, just that. By the way, uh, I am, you know, going to be purchasing a whole bunch of stamps today because the price of the postage stamp is going up on Sunday. So you would be well advised. To do that same thing if uh, you don't want to, on the forever stamps, if you don't want to get whacked with, um, you know, a whole, an extra couple of cents. Now's the time to beat inflation. I'm going to buy as many as I can afford, honestly. All right, 800 848 9222 Hi, Frank, and thank you for taking my call. But I call because I disagree with you. I, I disagree sharply and strongly. And it oh, was one of those previous callers said about the banks being crooked. No, the reason why you charge you an overdraft fee is, you know, we're all adults. who are just, We're not children with bank accounts. We're not m- mentally handicapped or retarded or something like that. They expect us to be able to keep a bank to book balance reconciliation. They expect us, the banks expect us to keep track of our own bank accounts and, and not go into overdraft protection, not not need it because they expect us not to overspend it. And we have to be responsible consumers. As adults and as mature people, we need to be responsible in our, our own lives. And I think President Biden is just seizing upon this thing because he sees us as a populist uh, message. He sees us as having populist impulses and concerns, just that one previous caller said the banks are crooked. I mean, it's easy to blame the banks, but we have to have personal responsibility. Uh, Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, But I I just, I guess my question is, at what point does a penalty become unnecessarily onerous, right? I mean, I think you'd agree that if you got stopped for a speeding ticket or running a red light, it's certainly reasonable that you'd pay a ticket for that. I would think you would probably also agree that it's completely unreasonable for you to pay $1,000 for a speeding ticket or uh, driving through a red light. So there's got to be, I think, a proportional right. um, a proportional uh, punishment to, you know, carelessness, right? And I, I think 30 or $40 for your, your account dipping a cent below zero for a day, uh, which is sometimes a result of poor record keeping or bad timing or anything else, I think it's, it's ridiculous, to be honest. Um, but I hear what you're saying, Charlie, right? It all comes back to us. Let me squeeze in one more here before we get to um, Gnome Laden. 800-848-9222. Stan is not Stan Lee, but he is in Fort Lee. Hello, Stan. Hello, 
uh, Frank. Uh, yeah, Stanley, too. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. Um, yeah, my bank uh, just notified me and took out $25 out of my account for a, uh, a monthly revolving credit fee, brand new, uh, because for years I had a zero balance on that revolving credit account, which is uh, for the purpose of uh, overdraft, uh, bounce checks, or if I go below, which I'd never have. Um, I managed to keep it above. But uh, they surprised me with this $25. I called them, and I'm waiting for them to reverse it and close that revolving account because I don't really don't need it. They never charged me before for it. They have a new $25 fee. It surprised me. What do you think of that? Frank? I mean, I think it's terrible. I mean, I think it goes hand in hand with not only what I've been saying, but what everybody else is saying, which is that uh, these banks are in the business to rip you off. Right. I mean, no one's against the banks making money, but should they be able to squeeze every last cent out of you and nickel and dime you to death? I say no. And that's why I'm glad to hear uh, about this proposal. I'm all for it. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. My angel, time to close your eyes And save these questions for another day I think I know what you've been asking me I think you know what I've been trying to say I promised I would never leave you and you should always know wherever you may go. Billy Joel no singing lullaby. Are, I'm trying to figure out if I'm out of control in purchasing $313 worth of stamps. I, I am um, trying to get ahead of this rate hike on Sunday, so I'm trying to buy as many postage stamps as possible. But is $300 too much? It probably isn't, because I could use these for, it should get me at least through the year, maybe less if there's a round of mailings that needs to be done, but it's a lot of money. But then I just try and look at it as, you know, I would be a lot more if I bought them on Monday. We'll see.
We'll see. These are the battles we all wage when it comes to inflation. Someone uh, that doesn't have to worry about such things because he is a very highly paid news anchor has just walked into our studio. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. From New York City, the other side of Midnight and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Well, Noam, you look like uh, you must be a happy camper because there are no playoff games that are streaming on Peacock this weekend. That is true. I was pretty upset about that yes. last week. But you're right. They're all free. Thank God. And Dodge I, the I, bullet. I wonder if the NFL is going to do that next season. It'll be interesting to see because they got a lot of backlash over it. it. They, I, will, I will be happy to bet you the cost of uh, 13 forever stamps um, that they will absolutely do that next year. Yeah. They got paid $110 million. That's right. And 25 million people still watch the game. So it's not as if people turned off their television sets in protest and did a, um, you know, a Boston streaming party. They 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 found a way to watch the game. Right. And if you're somebody who everybody streams now. Right. And most people don't even have cable anymore. So the idea of paying for something is not a big deal. But just people weren't used to that when it came to football. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the uh, ratings for the Emmys, which had the misfortune of going up against football and they did some clever things on the emmys but they only drew four million viewers wow uh, which is crazy Uh, so we'll see well what do you have in the news for us? you know i'm going to start in a heavy way but it is awfully interesting so of course uh, mass shootings have become uh, feel good topic isn't that a feel good topic epidemic of course and it is in some ways really an american problem we don't see this happening around the world it's really kind of not with the commonality no no so everybody's trying to figure out a way to solve it so i thought this was interesting there's a guy in Florida, who yesterday set up a 24-hour sort of, con- see it like a suicide hotline, but but for people who feel like they may commit a mass shooting. Now, mm. when I first read this, I kind of chuckled to myself because I was like, if someone's going to commit a mass shooting, they're not going to call a hotline to discuss it ahead of time. But this gentleman, who his name is uh, Sean Connie, he set up this line, and um, it's 24-7. There's people at this line. It's called the Gun Violence Line. And you can call there if you think you own, if you're a gun owner and you think you might commit some sort of crime, maybe a mass shooting, something like that. Uh, here he is. Research also indicates that these people want to be stopped. They, they don't really know how to stop other than being shot by a police officer. Yeah, so there were 630 mass shootings in the U.S. last year, average of 118 deaths per day. And he, Sean, just says, you know, I'm sick of this nonsense of there being these mass shootings. So look, you can laugh at me, but this might work because he says most of these people who are committing these mass shootings are suicidal. So look at it like the suicide hotline. And the fact that he's been able to staff this, he's using his own money 24-7 is kind of cool. 80% 80% of the mass shooters are normally suicidal or have tried suicide in the past. And if we can get to them in their planning stage, we may be able to help them. Yeah, so he says, you know what, I'm not going to be the guy who puts my hands in the air and say, all right, just an American problem, mass right. shootings. He said, look, I don't know if it's going to work, but you know what, I'll fund it. I have money to do it. And then so he started this hotline just yesterday. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. That is absolutely terrific. Good for him. He's yeah. doing more than I'm doing. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Are you a Madonna fan? 
I mean, I don't get crazy uh, about her music, but there's, I like a lot of her songs, sure. One of the big complaints about Madonna, even from her diehard fans, is if you go to see her in concert, she does n- almost never seems to start the concert on time. Oh, see, that would annoy me. Yeah. So she's at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn a couple weeks back, and you can imagine she's a New Yorker, and the crowds were there, sold out of one of the hardest tickets to get. Instead of taking the stage at 8.30 at the Barclay Center, she took the stage at 10.45. I mean, that's really unbelievable. And so now two men who are locals here in New York City, they have, they're suing her. They're saying, hey, you ruined our night. Uh, they are suing on the behalf of other fans who may have gotten babysitters, uh, other fans who had to be at work early the next sure, day. right. And they say, come on. Uh, what's wrong with you? How, how could you have such disregard from us? We're your diehard fans. We've paid hundreds of dollars to see you in concert. And she didn't take the stage till 1045. The concert ended at 1 a.m. They did stay to see the show because they are fans. But they say when they got out, their uh, transportation options were limited because it was 1 in the morning and there's still subways running. But, you know, otherwise you had to pay an expensive Uber to get back home. And so it's not clear how much money they want. They just put this lawsuit in yesterday. But she's in the midst of this tour called the Celebration Tour, which has done very well. And she, they say, look, all we're asking for you is to take the stage when you say you're going to take the stage at 8.30. So they reached out to um, some of the uh, reporters and some of the people who uh, wrote about this story in the last 24 hours, reached out to Madonna and to Live Nation, which is sponsoring the store. No comment from either of them, but these two men who are Madonna, they say, look, we're Madonna fans. Just come out on time. Don't have such disregard for us. Why? Do we have any idea why she starts these shows two hours later? She's notoriously been like this for years. I mean, there are times where she comes out exactly on time. But my guess is, and this is just a guess, is because she was in New York, there was probably a lot of famous people backstage before the show to Mm -hmm. greet her. And she probably got caught up in having a good time with them and then didn't come out until 1045. See, I mean, obviously, I know that's just conjecture on your part, but I'd be really disappointed if that were the case. You know, when you first mentioned this, I was thinking, you know, that's an annoying thing to have buy a ticket for a show at such and such time and then it doesn't start till hours later but is it really does it really rise to the need of uh, being lawsuit worthy but then when you when you frame it in terms of babysitting and transportation you know maybe these people do deserve some compensation for for damages and for expenses that they wouldn't have otherwise incurred at least pay for their ticket yeah, I mean, uh, how would you feel if you went to a movie theater or or a Broadway show and it started an hour or two hours after it started? I mean, it really does screw you up. It screws you up in terms of a dinner reservation if you have one yeah. and everything else. I get that. Yeah, 18,000 fans, right? That's what fit into the Barclays Center. Yeah, no that, doubt. That, you got to think a fair amount of them were paying babysitters and never saw the show. Went home because they had to be home for the babysitter and missed the entire concert. Mm. Deep AI fakes. If you heard about all these, oh, there's yeah. so many of them, oh, right? It yeah. doesn't matter where you are, whether it be on the political campaign trail, there's worried about what that's going to do to the presidential race. Will these commercials come out that are not legit, where they have a candidate saying something that they never said? I mean, there's so many implications, of course, of AI. But there are already people who are profiting on it in the biggest way. So OnlyFans, you've heard of OnlyFans, sure. right? OnlyFans is a site, a lot of it's pornographic, but not all of it, where people go and you can pay them a certain amount of money per month to look at their content, 10 25 30 bucks. So uh, AIs become big on OnlyFans, and there is uh, the, this AI fake. She goes by the name of Lexi Love. She's an AI model, virtual girlfriend, they call her. 
and she's taking in about $30,000 a month. Now, I went and looked at these pictures of her. She's like, I guess you would call her the perfect-looking woman, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for some men, anyway. And so what this, uh, what they're able to do with this deep AI fake is she can speak 30 languages, so she's able to communicate with these men who pay 20 bucks a month to communicate with her. Um, she is able to send all kinds of pictures out because none of them are real, right? right? Of course. So if uh, there's a... Spe- are the photos nude that she sends? Um, some of them are racy, but they're not nude. Uh-huh. Yeah. So most of them bathing suits and clothes and gotcha. stuff like that. Okay. None of them are nude. Uh, but you pay to uh, you know have this uh, communication with her. Now, it's what's not clear is that all the men know that she is AI. Really? Yeah. So some of these people may think she's a real woman. 100%. In fact, they say uh, just over the last 25 days, she got 20 marriage proposals from the men who are paying Whoa. The, to look at her online. So uh, Lexi Love, that's her name if you want. If you want to look her up. Uh, so, you know, the question is, is this fair? Is this right? Is this okay to do this to people who wouldn't know that they were not communicating with a real person? I feel she like looks there should real. be a disclosure of some sort. Yeah, I could not find one uh, disclosure right away. I mean, if you looked for it, you could. But it wasn't right there. It didn't say, oh, this is not a real person. It, if you go on, it looks like Lexi Love is legit. But the fact that just in the first two months, she made $30,000 a month. The people who are running this AI photo of her, photos of her. Uh, and, and some of it is all automated. The communications are all automated. Uh, of course, the fact that it's translated into 30 different languages is all automated. It is really amazing. Doesn't It's not heavy lifting on the part of the people who put this fake model on, on OnlyFans. Wow. Is there anybody else that you do subscribe to on OnlyFans? Yeah, there are tons. I can't tell you about gotcha. all of okay. them. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, Noam, I hope you have a delightful weekend. Right back at you. And uh, I'll see you on Monday, God willing. Yes. All right. And now you know the rest of the story. All right. Um, if you want to comment, by the way, on anything we have covered thus far, you are welcome to give me a call at 800-848-9222. Hey, speaking of checking, which we were doing earlier, great news. I received an email yesterday. Are you ready for this one? You remember I told you about this $6.31 check that I had um, not been able to cash because it was expired Got the email. Hello. It's from Entertainment Proper, uh, Partners Unclaimed Property Department. I was able to submit the check uh, via email and the, all the forms they needed. Hello. We have processed your claim for a check reissue. Please allow approximately two to four weeks from the time of this email for your reissue check to be printed and mailed. We appreciate your patience. So the good guys win one. All right. You are listening to a man that will soon be $6.31 richer. All right, I'm not trying to brag about my newfound fortune here, but I must say, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. So with that being said, you're going to buy me, Matt, and Elias breakfast then, right? I'll, I will. When I get this check, I'll, I'll, I'll why not? I'll, uh, let's uh, not forget Noam. Yeah. No, I, I used to buy um, a meal, whatever you consider it, dinner, breakfast or lunch every week and then um matt and a couple of other of the other guys that were working here at the time they decided that they were no longer eating pizza so it became very cumbersome to cater to all of their individual needs 
And, like, you know, I'm trying to get a radio show ready. And it also became financially pretty, uh, you know, hinders, you know, hindering. But maybe we won't do it every week. But, yes, when I get this check to celebrate, we'll do we'll do something. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. So that's that. All right. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment on uh, anything that we're talking about. Um, oh, one thing I did want to mention is there has been a – there is a real problem with population in China. Now, what has been the problem historically with China and their population? Too many people, right? China, who, by the way, we're learning more and more about how they lied to the world during COVID. Stay tuned for our uh, segment on that on Monday. That is going to be really something. I'm sorry we didn't have time for it today. But the Chinese government wants to see more baby showers. Just like uh, my uh, my mom does, China's overall population dropped last year for the second year in a row, due in part to an annual decline in babies being born. That is the seventh year in a row that they had a decline in babies being born. I want you to understand, and this was just announced yesterday. This is a country that was so concerned with overpopulation that for years they had this one-child policy not letting any family have more than one child. And now they are having the opposite problem. China's population fell by 2.1 million people last year. Now that is, that's bigger than some countries, okay? The the population fell by 2.1 million to 1.4 billion last year. That's according to China's National Bureau of Statistics. The fall was partially driven by a COVID surge that pushed the death rate up. Um, But they're really worried that the death rate is outpacing the birth rate. So since dropping this one-child rule six or seven years ago, the country has done a total 180 on their messaging. President Xi Jinping has publicly encouraged young women to have kids, but... Young people cite rising housing and education costs as reasons they're still child-free. You know, we're talking about China here, but I feel like this could be something I hear from the 30-year-olds that I know, the 35-year-olds that I know, even the 40-year-olds. Hey, are you going to have children? Well, we'd like to, but we can't afford it. It costs, (laughs) costs a lot of money to live here, and it costs a lot of money to educate these children. This is a worldwide problem. And some women, specifically women, are opting out of marriage and motherhood altogether, saying the legal system isn't set up to protect their property, isn't set up to protect their financial freedom or their personal safety. So, shocker, an oppressive authoritarian government that does nothing to safeguard women's rights, women are saying, you know, thanks but no thanks to getting married and having all their money stolen by their wife-battering husband. So most high-income countries are struggling to keep birth rates up. France announced yesterday that it would make parental leave better after its birth rate fell to the lowest since World War II. But reversing birth rate trends can cost governments a lot, even to just achieve a minuscule change. This is one of the things that Trump is proposing. He's proposing, I think, uh, I think he used the term baby bonds, but he's essentially proposing paying people 
uh, and at least in the form of a generous child tax credit for having children. So this is something that China's experiencing a big problem. This used to be the most populous country in the world. It no longer is. India is now. But what that means, with nobody having babies, not nobody, but not a lot of people having babies in China, and you've got a billion people there, the population is aging. And remember, for years of that one-child policy, they didn't want to have female children because for a host of reasons, mostly reflected in the sexism that's inherent in Chinese society, both modern Chinese society and historically in Chinese society. So what you're going to have, and what you do have really, is a nation of angry young men who has no women. I mean, if you had a female child, it was not unusual to abort them in the hopes that you could have a male child. Now, they're just not having children. So you are seeing a country of a billion people that in short order is going to be very old, very angry, and not very male, but mostly male. I can't imagine that's good for China, Asia, or the world. What could go wrong? Everything. 15 seconds of fame in just a moment. We're going to give you an opportunity to comment on anything you like. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Their masterpiece, The Other Side of Midnight, no longer available on uh, on iTunes. So there's that. Hey, uh, SpaceX is launching this uh, private mission with uh, a uh, Turkish astronaut. We're going to talk with uh, Dr. Sky about that on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that conversation very much. I got a lot of good stuff for uh, for next week. We got uh, some interesting stuff on the postage stamp. We have some interesting stuff on aliens. We have uh, a bunch of interesting stuff on um, on, a, on a bunch of interesting issues. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm really excited about uh, about next week's show. I just got to kind of plug everybody in where they're supposed to be. But we have some interesting people we're going to tell you about, and uh, some interesting stories that have been almost totally ignored. By every other show, but you're going to learn about them from me. So uh, be here or be nowhere starting on Monday. I do want to remind you 
If you missed any portion of the show, and that happens, I know especially in this hour, some people are just waking up, they're waiting for uh, their favorite program on whatever station they're listening to to start, and you happen to tune me in. There's some good stuff that, that you miss if you're only tuning in at this point. Please, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do so. You can just search The Other Side of Midnight on any podcast app. Hit the subscribe button and you'll automatically get the episode downloaded to your phone each morning. And uh, give us a nice review. Give us a five-star rating. That really helps spread the visibility of the program. And if you don't have any podcast apps, you can just go to redapplepodcastnetwork.com and just search The Other Side of Midnight and you can uh, do that. Now, let's say you don't have time to listen to a whole four-hour show. You can just go to Frank Morano Interviews and more and you'll just hear the interviews. And chances are, whatever your interests are, whether it's space, whether it's politics, whether it's the Middle East, whether it's military, whether it's music, there'll be an interview that we've done that's of interest to you. So that's Frank Morano Interviews and More, that podcast, or The Other Side of Midnight if you want to hear the whole show. All right. We will end this show as we end every show with a little bit of... The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Roy... Frank, did you know that snow is like sex? Because you don't know if it's you're going to get or how long it's going to last. And you and uh, um, Curtis should play uh, the lottery. Scratch it off because the two is scratching now. Why? Why are you scratching? Raji. Although uh, Cars for Kids with a K has 200 employees, almost all donations go to URA which provides for poor Jewish children and families in Israel, USA, and Canada. Mike. Morning, Frank. When cousins marry cousins, many in government and the media are the results of such actions. The View, for example, continuing to lower IQs each and every day. By the way, uh, David in the Facebook group posted an article which says the concerns about cousin-on-cousin relationships are overblown. So the Tonys and the people in Kentucky, they might be might be wrong. Roger. Yeah, you know, uh, well, China could be beneficial. They have a bunch of angry young men in case they want to take over the world. But I guess that's good also for trying to manipulate society. Tom. You know, Frank, the whole problem in this here Uvalde thing, I was listening to your show all night, best show on the radio, and I mean that. The best show on the radio. Frank, let me tell you something, though. I got to disagree with a lot of these pansies who don't want guns. If there was a good eight-year-old with an AR-15 in that classroom, that wouldn't have happened. We need the good kids. That Every kid should have an AR-15. All the teachers should have at least two to three AR-15s and plenty of ammo, and they should practice every day. That way we wouldn't have this problem in this air country. We uh, get Trump back. Believe me, he'll know what to Tom, do. Tom, I can't argue with that. More eight-year-olds with AR-15s. Let's see what happens. Frank Morano, good day.